this is a hard story for so many reasons because it ignites anger and frustration and feelings of this doesn't happen here and what can we possibly do better? So many questions about how something like this could happen and why. We're going to get the perspective of someone who was uh, formerly a police officer and um, and what it's like, what it's like to to try to process this from the perspective of police. Kevin Bryan is a professor at the School of Public Safety at Seneca College and a retired police detective. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show, Kevin. Really appreciate your time. You're welcome, Chelsea. Anytime. You know, Kevin, we're trying to to sort of come to terms with the story here in Edmonton, and it's not something that just stays in one community. I mean, this is something that's really felt it's felt across the country when it comes to to police officers and and the way that they're they're dealing with this information. What was your reaction? How are you feeling this afternoon? No, very similar to everybody there in Edmonton. Although it is it is a real you know punch in the stomach when it happens right in your front yard, and it, you you really do feel it. Um, when it happens on your home territory and you know it, it causes you when it happens right at home to look around and look at yourselves and kind of look with some introspection and it, it is very difficult and, and condolences to you know the family the friends the colleagues and and everybody there in Edmonton and Alberta with regards to you know trying to uh, come to grips with this because it, it'll take a while it, it will. Yeah, it's certainly going to take a while, I think, as a city and as a community to try to wrap our heads around this, but certainly for the members of EPS that are really trying to come together and still serve our community and and grieve at the same time. And that I don't take for granted what a unique and difficult situation that's that's got to be. There is a vigil tonight. I want to mention that, that there is going to be a vigil at the Police Association Auditorium. Now, this is just for active and retired members. This is not something that's open to the public, but immediately there is a, a gathering for those members to, to come together and try to support one another what would that moment even be like Kevin yeah so I mean it'll be (laughs) it'll be fine I mean I mean the officers you know I heard the chief call call the crimes the the crime unthinkable Mm -hmm. and and it really in this in this aspect when you look at it from as an outsider well you know police officers are in a dangerous job I, I think it is possible it could happen but when you're an officer yourself, and, and, and you, you talked about going on, carrying on their duties while they grieve, you know, for, for an officer, it isn't something you think about. Um, yes, when you get a hot call, a gun call, a robbery in progress call, yes, the danger of the job kind of comes to the forefront. But but really, the, the rest of the time when you're, you know, you, there's, there's a lot of solitude on the job, sitting in your cruiser by yourself, working by your, you know, working by yourself, mm. um, being alone in a car. It, it's not something that you think about. So, you know, you, you're thinking about, you know, you, you know, you're thinking about your family and your, your family responsibilities and your relationship responsibilities. Who, where are we going for Easter? Am I going to mom's or is mom coming to our house? Have I got a chance to maybe move into a, a the robbery unit, or should I try and go into the break and enter unit? You know, McDavid's goal last night was beautiful. You know, you, you think about all these things that are going through your head have nothing to do with, man, I'm in a dangerous job and there's mm. a chance I, I I might get hurt. So when it does happen, it really is unthinkable because you never think about it. It's not something. If if it is something you carried with you. It's not a job you could do. Right. So, right. so those officers, you know, they're going to carry on and they're going to just keep doing their job. And you know, and 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 yes, when you think about the actual call itself, and you know, the the 
people who are are so close to you know these officers because they they're going to have lots of close friends on that uh, on the department and you know th- then you think about it but for the most part you don't. I mean, you highlight the fact that, you know, just like in any job, in any position, you know, at the end of the day, we are all human beings and we have many different things that we think about besides just our job at work. And and I think you you do a good job of highlighting that these are human beings that are doing this, but human beings feel deep emotion and and grieve and grieve unimaginable loss like this. So what what happens now for a for a police force in terms of planning any kind of a, a funeral or acknowledgement? I mean, what what goes into the next steps? Well, you know, I was never part of that myself with regards to the, that type of planning. However, I, I, I was in York Region. I was a police officer for 30 years in York Region. And we had we had four officers that were murdered uh, in York Region during that that. Uh, 30 year span so i've been to police funerals it's something that takes a little bit of time to organize it'll be a huge uh, it'll be a huge turnout when it happens um there'll, there'll be um all kinds of uh all kinds of police from across the country and internationally attend the funeral or the funerals i should say mm-hmm. um so so that'll that'll happen over the next you know six to ten days and then things will kind of start to get back to normal again. And there, there may be a park named after one of the officers or a, an arena community center named after uh, Brett or Travis. Uh, you know, they, they, there'll be remembrances, golf tournaments, memorial golf tournaments and such will, you know, take place within the Edmonton Police Service uh, um, Association and such. And they'll never be forgotten. And, and, and I don't know what their family situations is, unfortunately. I don't know what Brett and Travis's family situations is with regards to uh, parents, spouses, or what that might be. But, you know, th- th- there'll be support. Whatever the, that family situation is, there will be support. I, I know the officers that we lost here in York Region over the years, their family members are, are, are their family members are still part of the York Regional Police Association and York Regional Police community and will never be forgotten by our, our fellow officers. And this is years later. This is years later. So, you know, I, I know 39 years ago in, in 1984, when York Regional Police, we lost our first uh, officer was murdered on duty, Doug Tribbling. And, and I was very close in that case. I was the one who found Doug um, shot. Uh, I was with him when he was uh, I, I was with him in the factory. He was shot at until the police, or, or sorry, until the ambulance arrived and took him away. And 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 it's a. Uh, I, I can talk about the feelings of those first officers who will who will um, have that memory for the rest of their life, and, and will have to deal with that for the rest of their life. And and that initial uh, survivor syndrome, where wow, you know, if I would have got to the call before him, it would have been me who was dead. And, wow. and the. Uh, it is very, very emotional at that time, but then time goes on and time does heal. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, for myself, it was, uh, you know, through the, you, you know, needing some type of support. And it was through some of my friends who were able to kind of help you through that type thing. But then your career moves on. I was only three years on the police department and that on. And I, I put on another 27 years after that and retired after 30 years. But but, um, oh, Kevin, well, thank you, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that story. I mean, what okay. what an incredible career, and I, I yeah. that's I, I cannot believe that that's something that you can that you can speak about, and then just say we picked oh. up the pieces and we moved on, and then had another twenty seven years to to yeah. serve. It, it's it's remarkable. Thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. 
Anytime, Chelsea. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. That's Kevin Bryan, a professor at the School of Public Safety at Seneca College and retired police detective.